0: You're listening to Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change, hosted by Rev Yearwood, Mustafa Santiago Ali, and me, Antonique Smith. Each week, we host important conversations with innovators, policymakers, cultural influencers, and movement leaders who are leading the way to a 100% clean energy and just world.
1: Welcome to Thick One Hundred Percent, the coolest show on climate change. I am Rev U, President and CEO of the Hip Hop Caucus. My brother Mustafa is here. I can see him.
2: That's right, and I'm Mustafa Santiago Ali, Senior Vice President of the Hip Hop Caucus. Welcome to our radio show and podcast that delivers real talk on climate change and environmental justice. No sides, just the facts and stronger communities.
1: I know that's right. And we want to say thank you to WPFW here in the nation's capital and the whole Pacifica family for hosting us here in the studio. And a big thank you to all of our, I think, 100% listeners who tune in each week and our supporters. We love you all. So with that, I'm actually looking for my dear sister, Antonique antonique are you there yes
0: i'm here I'm
1: here antonique antonique smith the the artivist the activist. come on now, hey, our
0: favorite AKA your favorite artist oh, happy new year
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was like finding nemo it, it it was
1: actually kind of like finding Nemo, and so you know antonique I'm actually excited because we actually have another archivist on the show, so that's actually exciting, and I kind of want to get into that, um, but, Anthony, tell us where folks can find our brand new website.
3: Hey,
0: y'all. We have a brand new website at think100.info. The site features some of our favorite videos from 2018, Think 100% hats that you can buy, facts about the issues, and more, and also... Be sure to subscribe and rate our Think 100 podcast on iTunes. Five stars. Give us five stars, y'all. And keep up with us at Think 100% Show on both Twitter and Instagram.
2: And during this show, we'll be sharing everything you need to know about what's happening in Union Hill, Virginia. So y'all definitely want to stay with us on that. There's a fight you should be involved in. And if you care about environmental justice, transitioning off fossil fuels, holding elected officials accountable, getting rid of money in politics and protecting the health and heritage of communities, then this is the place to be. And joining us in just a few minutes is Tim Guinea. Tim is an artist, an activist, uh, lending his voice. Hold on, Tim Guinea, the actor? The actor. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Doing all kinds of incredible things real big and making sure that folks, you know, are hearing those stories that often aren't told. And then we're also going to have Reverend Anthony, Pastor Paul Wilson. I want everybody to remember that name because he is a local leader that has organized a coalition of folks who are making a stand against the Atlantic Coast pipeline, the natural gas compressor. We'll talk more about that. So you do not want to miss this show.
1: No, no doubt. You don't want to miss the show. So before we are joined by our amazing guest, let's get started with our co-host, Anthony Smith, who is going to share what's happening in the movement. Anthony, before you share that, also, let me just say thank you to one of our engineers, Sierra. Sierra, man, we love you. I just want to give you the shout-out, y'all. Sierra's going off to add to the movement. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and bring on a little girl to come here with the little fist up and the little, you know what I mean, right. and be pie to the people. Right. And so we want to say, Sierra, thank you. We look forward to seeing you when you get back. So, Anthony, where are you in the world? Can you see me Antonique and tell us
0: oh man
1: I love that oh man so tell us what do you have for us Antonique this week
0: well I'm in New Jersey I've been here for the you know since the holidays you know so I'm still here and guys there is so much to talk about however I really want to highlight some of what went down last year because in order to know our future you must understand our past
1: most definitely so Mm
0: -hmm. you know what I mean so a little little refresher Let's start out with a no-brainer. There was a whole lot of messed-up decisions being made by the Trump administration. Hmm. They've gotten rid of almost 50 basic environmental protections and have another 30 that they're in the process of getting rid of. All told, the Trump administration's environmental roadblocks could lead to at least 80,000 extra deaths per decade. Wow. And caused respiratory problems for more than one million people, according to a Harvard study.
1: Wow! And, and Crazy. Just, let me just say this: as you say that, let me just give a quick shout out to Christian Mink, one of our kind of our guest co-host on this show. How many of you know her? She's the one who took on Scott food with the baby in the arm. And uh, she's actually right now at 8 p.m. She's leading a demonstration for uh, the shutdown that's happening for the government workers outside the White House. So this is a big up power to the people, to all of those who are gathered at the White House tonight, and definitely a shout out in our love and our prayers for the government workers who are literally don't know what their next paycheck is coming in.
0: Crazy, so crazy. Oh, so we had eight hurricanes mm. form in the Atlantic. Uh, can y'all? I'm hearing um feedback. Can, am I
2: feedback for you guys? That's just because we like hearing your voice twice. So go ahead, keep it going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had eight for hurricanes form in the Atlantic Ocean in 2018. Two of which. Hurricane Florence and Michael devastated, devastated states across the mid-Atlantic and the southeast. Mm. These kind of superstorms are becoming more powerful, more destructive, and more expensive. And the more deadly due, the, due to the warm weather, the high seas, the shifting weather patterns, and the increased moisture in the air.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: On the West Coast, California saw wildfires ravage the state, destroying entire towns and killing hundreds of people. In total, the fires are expected to cost insurers more than nine billion dollars.
3: Wow.
0: That's a lot of money. That's a huge amount. Which could be going to helping people, you know, so, so many other things that we need help with and instead of, you know, cleaning up stuff that shouldn't be happening because of these environmental issues. Both the hurricanes and the fires re- represent the kind of climate dangers that we are seeing in more, in, in across more than as Oh, my God. I'm sorry. So with, with all the technical difficulties, my mind is a little bit. Uh... <laughs> oh, no, I'm no. It's, right and, and it's a lot.
1: It's a lot. Happening. The
0: hurricanes and fires represent the kind of climate dangers we are seeing and more across the world. Leaders continue to let the greenhouse gases warm up our atmosphere and pollute our communities hmm. and the relationship between fossil fuels and climate change couldn't be clearer. At the end of 2018, we saw major scientific reports released that tell us we only have 12 years to act on climate before the impacts are irreversible. 12 years before the impacts are irreversible. That's crazy.
1: No, it is, Antonique. And, I, and 12 I think,
0: years is not a long time. No,
1: I know we've, we've talked about that, uh, Mustafa and Antonique, and, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, We're going to continue to address that as this show goes on. This is why we have Think 1%, the coolest show on climate change, because it's important for us to get this message out there. But keep going right today. I won't stop you. Keep going. You got, I mean, you got to keep running down 2018 (laughs) for us.
0: It's so much. (laughs) The National Climate Assessment and the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change reports could not have been more alarming it's mm. so serious you guys this stuff is just so scary and we need our leaders to step up with bold action before it's too late but on a positive note come on
1: now you know me a, come on now <laughs> my you goodness know,
0: uh, uh, little, I positive, say I need some good know? news you better bring some good news a,
1: <laughs> <laughs> come on now the
0: 2018 midterms we saw a wave Of pro-environment and climate candidates elected across the country.
1: Come on. That's
2: right.
0: Woo! So that's some good news. Actually, that's actually some really, really big good news. Though that actually may save
1: us, actually, good news. Change is coming,
0: exactly. Change is coming. Along with this new wave of forward-thinking members of Congress, there is momentum for a Green New Deal. Everybody is talking about this across the country. And we have the Sunrise Movement, the amazing youth-led organization, leading the way on our show recently. That was so cool to have them on our show.
3: That's right. The
0: Green New Deal is a framework that will address the climate crisis at the scale that scientists say is necessary Invest in communities on the front lines of poverty and pollution, something we talk about so much here, and guarantee a quality job for anyone ready to make the transition to 100% clean energy happen. That is amazing.
1: A, a real quick, Anthony, I mean I think from Mustafa, if folks wanna find out about the show you mentioned, actually that's a show that I I saw I actually was in it was I actually was in transit and I actually saw the, the amazing young people from Sunrise. Yeah. If folks wanna check out where they can take out these some of these back shows, Mustafa, where would they go check that out?
2: Everybody go to think one hundred dot info. You can catch all of our back shows and you can get caught up so that you're ready for twenty nineteen.
1: And that's that's very very important. So make sure you go to think100.info. Antonique, I like more positive. Anything else excited for 2019?
0: Yes, yes. First of all, I'm really excited about 2019. I think this year is going to be amazing. I'm so glad 2018 was is over. It was it was a rough year for for so many people. And I just have so much hope and excitement about 2019. People across the country are staying focused on bringing power back to the people in order to make real change happen. That is like, that's the wave, 2019. And there are some big moments coming up, including the Indigenous Peoples March on January 18th, which remind us that our policies and actions should always be in alignment with Mother Earth. Come on, there's also the women's march. Hey, you know, there's also the women's march on July, uh, January 19th, and we all know how important the women's march of 2017 was in igniting a new wave of women run, running for Congress and state offices across the country. You could see the impact that the women's march has has had over the last couple of years, and I believe 2019 is going to be a transformational year if we all get and stay engaged you know that's my take on in the movement this week y'all and so back to y'all in dc (laughs) no
1: no no thanks thank you so much for the anthony i just want to let folks know if you're just tuning in, you're tuning in to Think One Percent, percent the coolest show on climate change. So I remind people to call in at 202-588-0893. 202-588-0893. If you've heard some of the, well, I would say some of the tough things, Anthony just said. Yeah. Anthony, you keep giving us a ratio that's a little more on the tough side. You know, I it, know. it was 80% well, tough and 20% good. That's- but,
0: with, but you know. know,
1: but I will say this: the Indigenous People's March. Actually, today, <laughs> y'all, case y'all check it out if y'all go online and if y'all check out the podcast. I'm actually wearing uh, my lapel pin is actually from Standing Rock. I actually was giving this lapel pin when I was in Standing Rock. I'm actually rocking that right now, so I'm actually very happy to hear. And I would please everybody, please go and come if you can for the Indigenous People's March on the 18th, and definitely for the Women's March on the 19th. Man, those are—it's yes. so important that we keep on keeping on with, with with marching in that process. So, with that, let me just actually get us ready because we have a conversation. Anthony says that you know people all around are fighting, and that's the one thing that makes me excited. I think Anthony, you mentioned that. The IPCC report that came out mentioned we had 12 years. And so I make sure that people are, are still fighting. So everyone that, uh, you know, for us. Um, it's so important for us to continue Anthony. And so let's get right into the main part of this show, because we have some amazing guests who are leading Uh a fight for the health of a community. But this fight is about so much more. So before I introduce Tim, I just want to take a moment and thank, and 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 Tim, as you, as you were here and before I get to Tim Guinea, Anthony, Tell folks what an artivist is.
0: An archivist is an entertainer of some sort or an artist so like who makes actual art, somebody in, in entertainment and arts and media that uses their gifts, their art, to fight for change. And that's, you know, th- as you can see, that's my, my main thing.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. My voice, you know. No, no. My and that's- voice,
0: my singing voice, my speaking voice, my acting, all of it to help fight
1: for, uh, for all and, of us. And, and your written voice, because you wrote an article about artists yeah. so I want to let folks know you can Google that <laughs> and check it out. So I just want to take a moment to thank all of the incredible artists and activists Activists who over the years have been involved in so many of our fights against coal-fired power plants, incinerators, yes. fracking fields, and pipeline fights, like Mark Ruffalo, on um, my brother, Mark Ruffalo on Keystone XL, mm-hmm. um, Shailene Woolley and Taboo, and so many, and so many others. And this is a, there's a long list, um, yeah. um, who were there fighting against, a for, against Standing Rock and so many more. And that's why I'm so excited to have our first guest tonight with us. Tim Guinea. Welcome to State 1%, the coolest show on climate change.
4: Thank you. It's so cool to be here.
1: Man, man. So, can you tell folks again this kind of who you are, uh, how you got involved with the arts, and how did you get involved with the environmental climate activism?
4: So, I was an actor just my whole life and got involved in like community theater, and that caught me. And that's a passion I have and and, uh, continue to do till this day. When I was a little kid, I was. my folks took me out camping and stuff, and I loved the wilderness and this and that, and then became an environmentalist. When 1976, I got a letter from Jacques Cousteau where he talked about. Hold on, the Jacques Cousteau. It went to a million people. <laughs> <laughs> was, we weren't pen pals. What? It went to a lot of people, But but he was talking about climate change in 1976. He was saying, you know, describing what we've all seen to come to pass: the melting of the glaciers mm-hmm. and the polar caps, and. It terrified me, you know. As I got older, I don't. My wife and I don't have kids, there's, so we haven't done that heavy kind of societal building, heavy lifting. There's, there's a poem by uh, the great Spanish poet Antonio Machado, hmm. and Machado says, "The wind called on my soul one brilliant spring day with an odor of jasmine, and the wind said in return for the odor of my jasmine, I'd like the odor of all of your roses, and I said I have no roses." all the flowers in my garden are dead. Mm. And, and the wind said, well, then I'll take the withered petals and the yellowed leaves, and the wind left. And I said to myself, I wept, and I said to myself, what have you done with the garden that was entrusted to you? Mm. What have we done oh. with the garden that was entrusted to all of us? And I I, I feel that deeply. Yeah. And, and I would just say is, because you can get reborn into this thing you know mm-hmm. over and over, stuff and I were talking about i had uh, was diagnosed with cancer a year ago, and I was supposed to go out and do a climate thing and and uh, they told me I had cancer, and mm. I had this decision do I stay home with my wife and the dogs and the, and uh, I realized, and the cancer's fine now i've had
1: that's good to hear yeah. 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 Uh,
4: thank god yeah. yeah but but I had this realization that no, I wanted to to go and do this climate change thing. That if the cancer went badly, I wanted to go out fighting for something that mattered, being a service mm. to something that mattered. Because we're all going, you know. Mm. We have this blessed moment when we can be of service. Mm. So I, I guess that's a coalescing. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony?
0: That's incredible. Hey, Tim. Oh, my God. Ooh, that's so moving. Everything you just said. Um, as a fellow artist, I must say I have I have so much respect for what you're doing. And uh, now I know you are engaged with Al Gore's Climate Reality Project. Can you share more with us about what that is and how you got involved?
4: Yeah, uh, so the Climate Reality Project was started by the former vice president. I think he realized he he didn't have enough bandwidth to make enough speeches, <laughs> so he started <laughs> he started training people. And there are seventeen thousand of us now around the world who wow. go around and and talk to people. And they use PowerPoints too. They use PowerPoints. <laughs> they, they use you. He actually creates PowerPoints for you to use. Oh, I. have yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you uh, know, they're uh, actually doing a training coming up in Atlanta in mid-March okay. that's focused on environmental justice. Uh, yeah. uh, the vice president, former vice president uh, Gore will be there, uh, Bob Bullard, uh, who uh, is, mm-hmm. you know, a hero in yeah. the environmental justice uh, movement, uh, uh, will be there, and, and a bunch of other uh, folks. And it's free. You know, you pay to get yourself there and put yourself up, but there's no charge. And and uh, come, come. It's a great way to learn all kinds of things about the crisis.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: Well, Tim, as part of your work with the climate reality, we know that you've given, like, talks on the climate crisis all over the world. Can, you know, and those things have varied from maximum security inmates to oil industry executives. Can you talk a little bit about these different audiences and what you've experienced?
4: Yeah, uh, I have a weird thing that, uh, maybe a fantasy in my mind, that there's one person who's the linchpin. There's one person who, if we talk to their heart, they're going to change this thing. And I don't know where that person is. I don't know if that's an incarcerated person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a Republican millionaire. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. There's, there's a thing about environmental justice, which is, you know, uh, marginalizing a community mm-hmm. for profit. It's important. If I want to talk about environmental justice, I'm not marginalizing communities I don't think are worth my time mm. in talking to. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I need to talk to the homeless guy. I need to talk to the incarcerated people. I need to talk in the mental ward. We need to carry this message, you know, because so far the beautiful activists, the beautiful scientists, the beautiful politicians, w- we haven't gotten it where it needs to go, and we don't have 12 years. We have 11 years minus 8 days now.
0: Uh. That mm-hmm.
4: that clock is ticking down. So, <sighs> yeah. So that's the thing and and you know the there's a way to talk science. Mm-hmm. Science is great, and science is real. There's also a way to talk to the human heart and talk about injustice and moral opportunity in this thing. You know, on on the negative, or I'll say the Antonique side, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. be Downer over here. <laughs> you know, there there's this thing. We have eleven uh, 11 years minus 8 days, and... You know, you were talking, Antonique, about uh, Hurricane Florence. A guy I know, he's a vice cop in North Carolina. He and his wife, their house was washed over. Forty feet of water went over the house. They went Ah. back in, total teardown, and full of human fecal matter because a sewage thing overflowed. And we'll hear that story a lot. What we won't hear about is at exactly the same time that was going on, there were six major cyclonic events happening all around the world at exactly the time Florence was going on. One of them, uh, Typhoon Mankut. In the Philippines, I was with the commissioner for human rights from the Philippines. Luckily, they didn't have a lot of loss of human life, but they lost thousands of farms, and they don't have economic resiliency to prop those folks back up again. So we are affecting millions of people now today. And Mustafa, you talk about keeping it real, so Mm -hmm. forgive me if I do, No, 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 don't forget. We appreciate real real talk. Yeah, Yeah, we
0: real right here.
4: The thing, the word that comes to my mind, and it's a provocative word, is genocide. Mm. And the Mm. real question is, to what degree are we willing to participate in genocide? Now, the the other flip side of that, the truth, Mm -hmm. is we have moral opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that's, I don't think of it like moral responsibility. That feels like carrying luggage. You know, but moral opportunities like inviting your soul to dance. We're in this rare moment where, uh, that doesn't come along in history often, mm-hmm. where we are invited to really discover the best part of ourselves in the service of this thing. And that's a great gift of a moment in a terrible yeah. time, out of a terrible circumstance. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, Anthony, I want you to ask, I want you
1: to ask, take the next question, but I just <gasps> want to just frame that though, because I think that first, if you're just tuning in, man, we got Tim Guinea who's on here, who's an artivist. But he's also an, a, a, volunteer fire, a firefighter. Yeah. As well. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, that's, that's big. And, yeah. um, um, for, 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 I don't know how you fund the time for all those different things, but thank yeah. you yeah. for that, for that component. He's
2: Jamaican. He's Jamaican. Oh,
1: there it is. That, that's, that's how that works. <laughs> oh my God. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that, that's how that works. But, but I actually want to deal with this. Cause I think so, so Tim, we have a lot of folks who tune in to think One Percent. A lot, and a lot We mentioned the Sunrise Movement and our friends from Zero Hour and a lot of other mm-hmm. people who tune in, young people who tune to this show. And they always ask for celebrities to take up the cause. And then, actually, that's important because, as Antonique, you know, we'll talk about audience building. But there is a sacrifice in that, right? There's a sacrifice. I don't think you understand that when artists are out there, that sometimes people on the other side of the industry ain't so happy. Mm-hmm. About you, Anthony. You, you t- take it from there, Anthony. You, you, you kind of you, you break that you down. You are right
0: on it, uh, Rev. Yes, there are so many people who actually fund the, some of the stuff that we end up getting to do um, in our industry that are definitely on the other side of everything that we are fighting for. And Mm. so, as an artist, there can often be a price to pay for getting involved in social justice issues. So, Tim, does that ever concern you? And how does it play in in your decision-making?
4: You know, I think that's real. I think uh, it's real, and at the same time, how do you let that come in? You know? How how can you? Because I'll tell you the other thing, and you know this. So, So, you... Sing beautifully. You've got to be open to your emotional voice and your emotional truth. The more you lie in the world, the less you're able to do that. So, Uh. you know, you have – when I listen to Here Comes the Sun – you know, that just flows out of you. And Come on, anytime Tim. you lie, go ahead, you you want to make it. <laughs> any- <laughs> go <laughs> ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Tim. <laughs> but any time you lie, it's going to block that up, right. you know. And and frankly, look, in in 11 years and 2 months, uh who cares what they think? We we, we don't we don't have time to worry too yeah, much, Yeah, that, right? so that
0: is So true. We don't have time. Well you He'll gotta find to Anthony, the
1: Anthony, boy. I tell you what. Anthony blush it out. Yeah, over. it's like it's, it's I, I, I thought we was having thick one hundred. I, think, 100. I knew we have the actors' guild meeting up in here. Y'all here not about you lucky. He's like man, great. This, I said Tim said it. This, Tim said this flows out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the song. Here in comes bad, the sun. You. You're not the only oh one, that one that can is, preach. Oh, Come that that on is, now. Go, oh, me. Tell that well, is that can go ahead and that case you take the next take the next question, Anthony.
0: Yes, I have another. Listen to question how this question sure. flows
1: out of
4: <laughs> Just be quiet over there for a No, that's right. Come on, flow. <laughs> Come on, Anthony.
0: <laughs> you are uh, incredibly just making a film about Harriet Tubman, which wow, is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I understand that you have some insights about the climate crisis on that movie. I right, did, please. which is crazy. Tell me,
4: yes. Um, so. Uh, yeah, first of all, how insane. I think that's the first movie, uh, like feature film ever made about Harriet Tubman, which is mind boggling. We that were, is crazy. We were shooting on uh, on plantation land in Virginia, you know, mm. and you felt the blood under your feet, you know. Wow. And felt the uh, responsibility to try and be honorable towards those people. And it was, it was an extraordinary thing. But, you know, the thing that I thought about with climate change was 1850s, the largest source of capital in the country was not in, you know, the industrial sector. It wasn't in banking. It wasn't in the government. Uh, it was in slaves. It was the money oh. in slaves. And, uh, the only place they say there may have been more capital was in the value of the land of North America, if you could even put a value on that. Now, I have to be careful. I'm not talking at all about misery and agony and torture. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about one little thing, which is in slavery there was an enormous economic engine in that money, in that investment. And that economic engine also probably was really good at helping people justify. And I don't think that's different than the economic Um, um. engine of fossil fuel. And the way mm-hmm. that huge amount of capital mm-hmm. helps people justify and the, over
0: people.
1: Mm.
4: And the good part of that is, when you look at uh, the abolition movement, which comes out of the plantations, out of the slaves, it also comes out of England, it also comes out of faith-based people having realizing the ethical crisis. And I find great hope in that. I think there's something about if we can touch people in terms of that ethical, moral situation that we're all in right now, I I think we have a chance to, to beat this giant economic behemoth.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, if you are just tuning in, you are tuning in to Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. We have in here Tim Guinea, who's, man, breaking it down. He is an artivist. And we are, we're going to get into like what's happening. There's a, there's a, there's a link here. Tim, you've been, we've been, you've been advocating for, What's going on in Union Hill and I hope and pray we can have Pastor Wilson on the line to just to, to discuss some of these different things i want we want to get to that so but i, I actually just want to just conclude this last part for you and for Antonique. I think this is very important mm-hmm. as you were talking um and as you are you uh I watched the movie coming up here at Tubman, and for many have seen Antonique on like Luke Cage, I guess. When you're doing these roles mm. and you're feeling the history, um, I know, Anthony, you know, you had to do in the Toyist, in hip-hop history with, with mm-hmm. Biggie Smalls, and you come out here come in. As y'all are kind of thinking about the history, what do you think, if we survive, hopefully we, hopefully we, we as a movement will survive, when the actors 50 years from now, are mm. uh, telling the stories of how we weren't doing what we could do on uh-huh. climate change. How, what do you think they will be, what, what will be going, and Anthony, you can take that first and Tim, what what would what, what be going through their heads, Anthony.
0: Oh, man. Uh, the people are going to be ashamed of us, you know, of this generation, the people who weren't stepping up, the crazies who are de- denying that it's even happening right in front of us it is going to make for some good content though i I will say they're going to have some great crazy stories because conflict and drama is actually what makes film and television great and so what we're going through right now is conflict and drama Mm. and so (laughs) there's definitely going to be some riveting movies and television 50 years from now about the people who were fighting against what is clearly like like Killing us, like making our whole existence at jeopardy. That is going to be some 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 Oscars and and Emmy
1: worthy wow. uh,
0: content fifty years from now. And it's sad though that that is happening. But that I think, yeah, that's what's going to
1: happen. And, and Mustafa, you can
4: chime into this too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Look, the other thing is we may have beautiful heroes out of this. Thing. I know on, Anthony Farmero oh, over sure. there. Yes. Anthony's doing her yes. thing. We're going
0: to have some green superheroes. What's I the like show cool, Rev? This
4: is the coolest. What's it called?
1: This, this is the coolest show on climate change. Say that again. Hey. It's the coolest show on climate change. Say it one more time.
4: Coolest show on climate change. Give it,
1: change.
2: it again. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Did I win? Yeah, you're doing all right, Tim. You're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you know, but but look, See, so this is what you get. This is what happens. You get a bunch of actors in the there. So, folks listening, we have we 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 have we having fun here. Because this is a serious, serious, serious issue. But I just want to wrap this up. So, Mustafa, anything you want to say on that? I know you had some points because you actually know you have been around this world as well. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, my concern is that maybe the truth won't be told, mm. you know, oh, the, those who did not stand up. So, Tim talked yeah. a little bit, touched on the civil rights movement. You know, you have so many people who will now say they were engaged, that they were supportive in that space. And then if you actually go back and unpack that. They weren't there at the time when we actually needed wow. them to. Um, so I'm hoping that in this moment that people will be authentic and huh. realize what's happening and get engaged. Um, and, you know, I think that I'm hopeful that that blessing will actually happen.
1: Well. Thank you for that. Let's talk about what's happening in Union Hill, Virginia, with the Atlantic Coast Pipeline and the natural gas compressor located in a community founded by freed slaves. And I believe we have Pastor Wilson on the line. Pastor Wilson, can you walk us through the history of Union Hill? Sure. Thank
3: you. Um, Well, first of all, I'm honored to be on your program, and I'm just glad I could be available tonight.
1: No, that's fantastic.
3: All right, let me tell you a little bit about Buckingham County, Virginia. And we're in southwest Virginia, so to speak, We're south-central or the western part of the central Virginia in the uh, low-lying hills of the Blue Ridge Mountain region uh, here in beautiful Virginia. And it's a historic area and that our community was created by people who were former slaves. They came off the local plantation, and, um, and that's where we are. We've been there. the Civil War, actually before the Civil War. And there are some slave cemeteries, and uh, we're concerned with this, with two of the historic churches in the area, and I just so happen to be the pastor of both, and it's actually one church we've merged, and we're serving out of two locations.
2: Pastor, this is Mustafa. Again, thank you so much for being on the show with us. I know that the... Virginia Air Board voted today on the air permit for the natural gas compressor there in Union Hill. Can you share with our audience what happened today and your reflections on the decision? Uh,
3: well, it, was, it, it wasn't a big surprise. We all had our fingers crossed. Uh, but I think we were hijacked um, by our governor several months ago when he removed two uh, members from the board because they were asking too many questions. And that was a subtle message to let the board know what they were expected to do. And I think they followed through. Um, people were very upset. Um, uh, was a large anti-pipeline, anti-compression crowd on hand. And, um, but we weren't surprised. And, um, you know, we were prepared for the worst of it. And it was a very rankest meeting and, um, uh, very contentious. And, uh, they didn't have to wait until the day. They could have done this, you know, back in, in November, back in uh, December, on the December the 19th meeting for what they
2: did today. Yeah. And, and, Pastor, I hope folks also realize and understand, when we're talking about this Atlantic Coast pipeline, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and you're, you're living it day in and day out now, when people put these fossil fuel facilities, whether it's a pipeline, a natural and, and real quick,
1: Mustafa, we'll uh, for folks who are tuning in listening, mm-hmm. explain to them, what is the Atlantic Coast Pipeline? Is it built yet? Is it not built yet? W- where are we at in this process?
2: Right. So they are moving forward trying to uh, expand and, and build this pipeline starting in West Virginia, moving down through Virginia into North Carolina. And for those of you who are not familiar with what a compressor is, it's what moves the content inside of the pipelines. And there are a number of different concerns that exist in that space. One of them, of course, is almost all pipelines that sometimes have breaches, so whatever the product is that's moving, whether it be oil, natural gas, whatever it might be, then there can be impacts inside of that community. Folks are also worried uh, about explosions um, that, that can happen as well. And then the other part that sometimes folks don't talk about is the erosion of culture, of how when these types of things move into a community, people's housing values never go up. And all the years I've been doing this work, I have not once seen uh, people's property values to go up. So, therefore, you are really taking away from people's tax bases. You're taking away from the educational opportunities that taxes would bring into into the mix and so many other things. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of time, and I'm going to let Tim uh, speak a little bit about this.
4: Yeah, just to sort of chime in on this thing, you know, normally the compressor stations which push the fracked, in this case, fracked natural gas, I don't quite know how you call it, natural, uh, through the the pipeline are located every 50 miles. In the case of Virginia, they have one giant compressor, and they've put it in Union Hill. Mm-hmm. And not just in Union Hill, it's apparently being placed uh, on the plantation land where many of these folks' ancestors worked uh, or were held in bondage is a better way to say that. There was an air board that was supposed to meet. There were two members of that air board that recognized this was an environmental justice issue. And the governor had them both removed from the air board. Dominion energy is the biggest uh energy company of a consortium of companies pushing for this pipeline they also happen to be the largest contributor to state politics and are a contributor to the governor so there's a whole lot of things going on that don't smell right about this situation yeah
2: and and rev just let me add this that there was an opportunity to place this in mount vernon across from george washington's land and people decided that they were pushing back against, you know, these types of things being placed in in, in those communities. Well,
3: I- it wasn't the Atlantic Coast Pipeline about Mount Vernon, but it was a similar situation. Yep. And because it was Mount Vernon, and the uh, records the records that was that came up about about it, that was promptly taken off the table, and they went another route. But we're in a very precarious situation. This is the way big business has always operated, and um, they go out into the disenfranchised communities, so to say, the communities that are already marginalised, and it's all about economics. It, it doesn't have anything to do, you know, with life. It's about the dollar, and this is what this whole thing is about. And it's about greed and avarice, and it's about power, prestige, and all the time they they talk about uh, about livelihood or about people's lives is when
1: it's good to y'all. That's the way I see it. Pastor Wilson, this is Rev Yearwood. I, I just want to say a couple of things. For those who are just tuning in uh, and who want to call in, the phone number to call in is 202-588-0893, 202 202-5-8-8-0, uh, 202 025880893. Uh, we are talking about the Atlantic Coast pipeline and the natural gas compressor um, that was voted upon today. Breaking news today that happened in Union Hill. Virginia, and this is a community that was founded by freed slaves. That is significant. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, because we're talking about this is sixteen from 20, uh, 2019 from 1619 when the first enslaved people uh, were uh-huh. brought to Jamestown, Virginia. Um, 400 years ago so this is significant 400 years ago that yeah. people of color are still being enslaved in some way and yeah. so pastor wilson i want to commend you so much for standing up as you were talking about this is about people putting profits uh before people and this is important because this is not about as i have always will tell you not about democrat or republicans about humanity
3: yeah
1: because so go ahead, Mr. Go ahead, Wilson. I know you want to. Uh, right, I know correct. you want to chime in.
3: Right, Dominion has already told us that this is an economic situation. This is about money. And to really understand really what is happening, all you have to do is follow the money. Um, people are being rich. Um, there are some people that feel like they're going to be hitting the lottery. Some people are going to say the original landowners of the plantation park where the proposed station is to be built was owned by a slave holding conglomerate and um, they had plantations throughout the South. At one point Buckingham had more slaves Mm. than anybody else in that county. And the slaves outnumbered you know, the other people, the other folks. Okay? And so, and that mentality still goes on in the South. A lot of our present laws are based on that mentality and uh, and doesn't mean change a whole lot of things, you know, what's going on, and because it keeps us marginalized.
4: That's right.
3: And uh, and, and what we are, we are, we are just the, the bottom line on a balance sheet, you know, and that's all it is. And it's not about the ethical or moral, but it's about the dollar. And we, yeah.
2: just,
3: we, we, we just refuse. You know, when the pipeline was, when they started talking about this, they were not looking for this type of opposition and they underestimated what they were dealing with but you know what, people are getting tired of being marginalized they're getting tired of being walked over new and I think that this is just the start of a new revolution that's going to happen in America and it's a much needed change and I think that would answer a whole lot of questions about even things that happen in our government you know because we're divided uh, you know by our political views you know whether you're we need to really be taking some close looks at uh, how campaigns are being financed. there's mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Dominion, a public entity, and that's supposed to be regulated by the state, but it appears that Dominion is regulating the state. Um, that's the way it appears.
1: Wow. So, man, yeah. I know we got some calls on the line. Um, Antonique, I know you have a question. Hold that question. All Antonique, right. Um and so uh I I know I, I believe that we have the illustrious phenomenal Doctor Hollis on the line who wants to chime in here. Doctor Hollis, are you on the line?
3: Yes,
0: I am on the line, Rev. How are you?
1: Happy New Year to you. Man, it's so New good to hear your voice. Please go ahead with your comment or question.
0: Well my comment first my comment is I love Union Hill and the friends of Buckingham County. Um, I've been, and, you know, I got to know them late, uh, last year, and they are phenomenal. And, you know, uh, they had a people's tribunal, um, around the issues surrounding this pipeline. And I want to know, I, I want to know the, um, the current status of their work, the community's work around that tribunal, like
3: if there have been any results, positive results that have, um, Happened as a result of, of them holding that event. Sure, hey, good to hear your voice and uh, haven't seen you since the last time
1: we saw you, and I hope things are going know. Well. But, uh, see and y'all. my birthday is next week. Ah, okay, happy birthday to you. You're just Thank getting you. Young. Okay, <laughs> now, not the Hollis now. We ain't, yeah, come on here now, her Pastor Wilson. <laughs> I know you. I know we had a tough, a tough <laughs> defeat today, but we ain't going to get Dr. the uh, Hollis this time. Now, we, We'll Wilson, have happy, happy birthday next week. <laughs> uh, okay. let's, get, let's get let's get back to this tribunal and compressor
3: okay. <laughs> let me figure you on the tribunal let me in what is happening the recommendation was made by the um, board that the governor had appointed to stop the project mm. stop the Atlantic Coast pipeline, to stop the mountain valley pipeline because there was too many issues oh that had not been answered, too many issues that had been skirted around, and the uh, governor politely brushed uh, it off to the uh, side, so they're disbanded they're that so board, but they it made so more information know. available. It, it, it put more information out to the public. And, then, you know, um, good people like you guys from Hip Hop Caucus and numerous other stations and um, publications and print media, have really latched on to really what's going on because this is a, this is an environmental injustice as well as a injustice to our particular community. That's right. And this is something that happens not just with, with the gas situation, that happens with big business all over the country. And it's just time that, you know, things just need to change. And, uh, um, yeah, but- you know, because everything is about money and we need to be about the ethical. Value and the moral value of what's going on. We need to, America needs to get back to putting ethics and morals above the dollar. That is so true.
0: It needs to be about humans, people,
3: us. That is so true. Right. No entity, government, no business, no person, no one has the right to ever put uh, water. Uh, the quality of the air, uh, anything about the environment, uh, the animals that can't speak for themselves—we have, no, right. we have no business, uh, 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 you know, we have nothing to stand on to put these things in jeopardy or in question. And and um, our politics and our views need to be to protect the environment. We need to be something right. for our children to know about and our grandchildren because. The way
1: it's going, we're going to end up wiping ourselves out. Mm, amen. <laughs> amen to that. Well, you you are, man, That—that that is powerful. Anthony, I know you had a question.
0: I do. I have a question for Tim. Um, mm-hmm. Tim, as you know, we are both artivists, and we are both connected to uh, working to help vulnerable communities. What is your vision for getting more artists connected to this super important work? Y-
4: you know, I, I mean, Huh. It's funny, in thinking about Union Hill, uh, you may know there's there's an open letter that had been signed by Reverend Yearwood, by Mustafa, but also by Bill McKibben, uh, mm. also by Don Cheadle, also a, a, an incredible group of people. The reason that happened is, like Reverend Yearwood said, you know, the heroes are the people on the ground. Mm-hmm. The heroes mm. aren't Bill McKibben or Al Gore They're they're the people quietly fighting in places we've never heard of. And that's the inspiration. And frankly, it's seen through an oppositional lens, an opposite kind of lens. The truth is that those famous people are attracted to the people who are being righteous on the ground and are Mm. standing forward bravely. So the only issue is to whisper in their ear that that's going on and they're going to join in.
0: Mm.
2: I agree. Well, well, Pastor uh, and Tim... You know, how do we get more people engaged in the fight for environmental justice and climate justice? Sometimes folks um, who maybe don't come from those communities sometimes don't see themselves connected in these fights. I think that's changing. When you come to Union Hill, you see all kinds of folks, you know, black folks, white folks, Latino folks, Native American folks, you know, uh, wealthy, wealthier, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of different folks. So how, how do we build this movement?
3: Well, one thing we, in our community, there's a, a local community that's joined with us and aligned with us called Yocoville, and we've aligned ourselves with them. Uh, we've connected with with different groups, Friends of Buckingham, Breville, um, uh, the Blue Ridge Environmental Defense League, based out of North Carolina, the uh, the FCLC, the Southern Sisters. Just every group, you know, we've aligned ourselves with everybody. And you have to dig for information. You just cannot accept the slick, polished TV ad commercials that that Big Business put out because they're only advocating for one thing, how to make a dollar. Listen, for a return on an investment for their stockholders. Now, granted that, this, that Big Business does a lot of good things, the number of dollars that they're talking about, 50 to greed and, and, um, and avarice and those kinds of situations, and it brings about some very negative connotations. So you have to start asking questions, because whatever happens in rural America affects the cities as well. You know, are these gas lines that they're talking about, they're not the gas lines of old, okay, that were like 40, 50 years ago where they were like maybe 18 to 24 inches in diameter under low pressure. These are high-pressure lines now that carry very volatile gas with a lot of chemicals that's in it, and it's under high pressure. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's coming, we're talking about a four-foot diameter pipeline. A four-foot, you uh, know, taking large swaths of land and, and destroying people's way of life. And you have to ask questions and you have to do your own digging. Um, when this thing started out with me four years ago, I was subject to believe everything that the said because I considered them the experts. Mm. But after you do a little digging and then you catch them in a few lies. Um, because, and what I'm saying lies, because a lot of things have not been true. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a legal terminology that they use, which called the veracity of truth how you present the fact to make it come out the way you want it. But as a man of faith, you know, uh, being in the ecumenical community, I'm obliged to tell the truth, you know, and to speak truth to power. And if you look at it in the Bible, uh, that's what prophets are supposed to do. I'm not saying that I'm such a prophet, but I am a man of God, and and that's my first priority.
4: You know, I want to toss one thing in about the question you had about how do you grow the movement, too, mm-hmm. because the, the other truth is that each particular person has a community that they and they alone can affect, and so it's important that all of us get out and talk. You know, I I talked to incarcerated folks because 30-something years ago I had a drug and alcohol problem and I could be there. I can relate to that situation. It, this thing is so big and so important it's bigger than our egos. We can't be worried about that. We've got to step past that and talk to the uncle or the aunt at Thanksgiving who we're afraid of. You know, we've got to talk to, cause we've all got circles we can bring in. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I, before we get to, man, I, I want to tell all the callers, thank you all for calling in. We're not going to be the take, cause man, this, this show, man, Anthony can just go so fast every single week here on I Think 100%. But I do want to say, Pastor Wilson and Tim, get ready. I'm going to ask you a question regarding, you know, who was your favorite artist and song that keeps you fired up. So <laughs> I, like I want you all to think about that. But, Pastor Wilson, I kind of want to just throw this question to you real quick before we kind of come to a close. As a pastor, as someone who was working with communities of color, particularly African Americans in this community, now that you've gone through this, um, what kind of advice would you give to another pastor or another person who's dealing with this in their community, who is now fresh on the other side? They're at the point four years ago. What kind of advice would you give to them um, having gone and walked this process?
3: Our is more than just preaching. It's more than preaching about salvation. It's more than just the church. The church has to be a service to the community. You have to speak to the community needs, and you have to speak truth. You cannot compromise yourself. You can't take, you know, you can't take money or any enticement. And unfortunately, I'm now seeing a, a requirement that that pastors um, refrain from. Uh, and now I know I'm going to get a lot of flack on this one. No, no, go ahead. But, right, but. But about taking um, political positions, uh, because we need to keep ourselves free that we can always speak truth to issues and to situations, and not have to compromise our position. We should always let our our faith and the precepts from Scripture and the Holy Spirit need to be speaking through us when we speak to these situations, and we have to be firm and have to stand. We have to stand firm with the congregation, and it can divide your church. You know, some people gonna want you to leave. You know, understand. But the church is obligated to be a servant to the community, not the community being servant to the church. Hmm. That would be advice that I would give for any 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 person. I've been I've been a pastor for forty seven years since I was nineteen years old, and I'm sixty six. I've been trying to preach for forty eight years, and I'm learning more and more every day. This is a lifelong thing, you know. There are real pastors. Uh, this is not something that you choose. This is a calling. This is a divine calling, and you're in it for life, and you have to take it seriously.
1: Well, on that note, Pastor Wilson, you know, I'm gonna I'm going a, I'm a flip the switch there. So, give me that song or artist. That fires you. Up. What, what, what's that? What's, What song do you and when you get going to go into the battlefield? Now let me talk. Let me talk spiritual, Pastor Wilson. Oh. When you get ready to put on the armor and you got to go in there and be like, "All right, now." And you got to tune on that song. This is you coming next to him. What song or artist do you t- turn into? Oh, look.
3: well, let's hold it. Let me let hip hop. I like it. Some of it, okay. But I'm really old, I'm old school, okay. <laughs> All right. You know, you know, of course, I love me some James Brown.
1: All right, oh, yeah. All right.
3: Okay, and the OJs, the stylistic. These are folk that I love. But uh, I can't really name any particular hip-hop artists, but then
2: I get fired up. Off well, well it, it, stuff. it don't have to be. It
1: could can, it can be whoever. It could be whoever. This gets you, you know, this yeah, is yeah. this is what you need. Yeah.
2: James Brown was one of the yeah. originators yeah. of that pop. Yeah, so why yeah. right. everybody used to sample hey. him.
4: Yeah, yeah. That's a ridiculous <laughs> answer. And I love you Pastor Paul, but there's only one voice. And you know who it is. You know that silky perfect voice when she sings Here Comes the Sun. Oh. There is only Antonique come on now you, she Dad. has the light of the sun within her and i am warmed by her presence well, i'm glad we only got <laughs> 60 <laughs> seconds
2: left in this show
4: <laughs> well, listen on that
1: note oh, that's that the note okay. i listen miss guinea about to make a phone call so i think she's on
2: the line <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen y'all this is without a doubt the coolest show on climate change what is it? it is the coolest show on climate change hey. and i want to thank our amazing guests for being on the show and thank each and every one of you continue to make think One Percent the coolest show on climate change one of the fastest growing shows in the country
2: and, uh, everybody, remember that this show isn't possible without your financial support. So please, please donate by calling in or going to wpfw dot org and choose donate in the drop down menu, and make sure you choose our show, Hip Hop Caucus. Thank one hundred percent.
1: Now let's close the show on a powerful note with our incredible Grammy nominated co host, <laughs> Anthony Smith.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on Think 100% The Coolest Show on Climate Change A Hip Hop Caucus platform Let's keep this important dialogue going Be a part of the conversation by following us on social media At Think 100 Show And at Hip Hop Caucus Visit our website at think100.info For blog content Information on upcoming events Or to connect with us If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe wherever podcasts are available so you'll never miss an episode. Rate and review us or simply tell a friend. Climate change impacts all of us. And if we think 100%, we can achieve a 100% sustainable and just world together.